Your lush bag. You want to keep that in there? I want the people to know I smell great. Dude. I love that. I love lush. <laughs> uh, I might I might start it there, but if not, <laughs> hello and welcome. It's hard lore time. It's hard lore time. What's up, Bo? Nothing. I'm in an undisclosed location. Oh, cool. Somewhere in America. What's in your lush bag there? I got some, uh, it's called like milk, something milk for my hair. Hmm. Uh, I have really shitty hair. When I wash it, it's like, I look like Marv getting electrocuted. I think, like, you, I think you and I have pretty similar hair then. Uh, yeah, it sucks. I hate washing my hair. And so I went in there. there there's a huge mall here. And I went in there and, and asked. Huge mall where? Uh, in the continental United <laughs> oh, okay, States. Okay, in the undisclosed. And the, <laughs> and the lady was like, use this. I have the same kind of hair. Mm. My hair sucks. I hate washing it. And I, I got it trimmed the other day. Mm-hmm. So they washed it. So I'm dying. And I got this stuff. It's Let nice. me tell you, man. One of the hard, one of the hardest parts of the pandemic for me yeah. was losing the Lushistas. Oh, dude. I, I, one of the greatest joys of my life used to be me walking in, being greeted by a Lushista who would then wash my arm for like two, <laughs> two to three minutes. That yeah. arm, listen, brother, your yeah. arm never felt so soft or smelled so good as when the Lushistas take care of you. Do you, do you have a favorite product? Actually, I, I know one of yours. You do. I'm sure you know that I love Rose Jam. Rose Jam. I, I knew it. I'm not, I, I I'm did not, know that. I'm not allowed to use it anymore. How, is it bad for skin? No, it's great. For, it smells good. It's awesome. I get the red everywhere in the shower. And I, oh. and I, I ain't cleaning it up. Or I won't do it. The, that's what the yeah. water's for. It's not what I'm for. <laughs> yeah. But have I, you ever smelled the Avocado Co. shampoo? No. It's the one that comes in like, it's like encased in red wax. Mm. And it smells like a mix of like avocado and lemon and it's, it's shampoo. Oh my God. I'm, I'm glad we're starting with this because this is the tour survival guide episode. It and is. I've always got three or four Lush products on. Me. Some Lush stuff. Yeah. I like to bring, um, I'm a big olive branch guy. That's my body wash. I like the Rose Jam bar. The, 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 little, oh, yeah. the little circle thing. Love mm-hmm. uh, the Rose Jam shampoo bar it's like a b- yep. soap bar for your head i've used it yeah i love that and then the the conditioner i use i forget what it's called but it's a big green tub okay oh yeah i know exactly oh, what you mean i have no idea what it's called and then i use a new uh one of the newer body washes i think you might have just gotten it is it yellow like money honey or something honey money i've had that one. i've had that okay. one yeah loving yeah. that one right now yeah, big but, fan. But that I've got those in their little tin jars in my in my little uh, toiletry thing there, and yeah, that's you know yeah. that's a great way to start this episode. <laughs> so the idea of this episode is like you're a, a, a relatively new band, maybe, or, or you're just starting to play like kind of out of state shows, maybe you know, kind of a thing. And like, here's what you should do, and here's probably what you shouldn't do. That's kind of the vibe. Do's as well as in addition to don'ts. A lot of don'ts. Um, I, I At some point, I'm going to demonstrate live on this show my ancient shirt folding technique. Oh, I like that. So the spot me, okay. podcast listeners might want to look this one up, uh, you know, because there's a visual bit here. It's not a bit at all. It'll change your life. I like this. Okay, so let me ask you then. Sure. Four-week tour. Uh-huh. Four, four full four-week tour. How many shirts, underwear, socks? Okay, so yeah. it's it's complicated for me because I'm a big gadget man. 
You're a gadget. And guy. I'm also kind of a one bag man. Same. So I gotta Fuck. balance gadgets and clothing. Yeah. And I find that when I overpack shirts, say like first few tours, I would bring like dude. 15, 20 shirts with me. So many. And then you have a, a garbage bag full of dirty laundry. All the time. And, and then it's disgusting. And day eight, you realize, oh, I've worn four of these and I only want to wear three of them. Yep. Right. So I'll bring now four week tour, seven shirts. Yes. Perfect. A, yeah. a shirt a day, underwear. Mm. I, this is, I, for anything ever, if, dude, if we play a single fest and I fly to a single fest, yeah. one day of travel, I'll bring like seven pairs of underwear. Just in case. I got IBS, brother. I'm the irritable bowel soldier. I'm, I remember I'm ready I re for I war. Remember, yeah. I remember the touching cotton story. Exactly. As I'm sure we I, all do. I've hit cotton. I'll hit polyester. I, I don't discriminate. So I'll, let me, I'll let, hit it. <laughs> so let me hit you with this. Mm -hmm. I... Oh, this is great. Okay, so I'm a like I'll wear a shirt two days in a row because I don't play in the shirt, right? So it's Got just designated gig shirt. Very. So that's gonna. It's salty. That's the. Ne that's next. That's okay. next. All right. All right. That's next. All right. So yeah, two. Sh I'll usually, and and this is kind of embarrassing to admit, but I'll usually wear socks two days in a row too. Yo, because I'm not, oh my god, you lost. Wait, me wait, wait. That. Listen, listen, listen. I'm not sweating in my socks. I have gig socks too. Well, here's the here's the problem there for me. I'm big chilling in these socks. Here's my issue. There was, foot. there was one, yeah, do I got foot yeah. and I got foot. I contracted it on yeah. the harm's way, twitching tongues, European Dude, tour. No bullshit. Our first big tour was 2007, eight. We talked about this. It was the, the, this is for you fest tour with the James picture. Right. I definitely had athletes foot like beforehand. I just got it. I don't know how. I worked a summer camp probably. That'll do it. And then me, James of Chris and Chris have literally, I've, I still have it. I'm not 14 years later. Oh, dude, I am diseased. It it's it's my feet are ruined. I am the source <laughs> of controversy in my household with my wife because of my goddamn because of what one of you or yeah. one of the all, all I exist of us, guys all of us, did to me. All of us. You me, all Chris got and James. Me. me, Chris, and James all have it. All of us. Breaking news it's on Hardlore here. <laughs> <laughs> I am a victim of disease. I'm going to call sweet James when this episode ends and I'm going to, I'm going to get my settlement. And the fucked up thing is like tough acting to Nacton. Take a hike. Kid. Oh, it I, doesn't work. That, I mean, None I, of that shit I'm, works. I'm on, I'm at the prescription level stuff. Yeah. At this point, and dude. it still doesn't work. No. It's insane. So we're cursed. So don't shower after harm's way is basically. Yeah. Straight up. <laughs> ah, fuck. But anyway, something that, uh, Nate from Converge put me onto after years and years of touring with lots of underwear. Mm -hmm. Fucking camping underwear, dude. They make antibacterial camping underwear that you wash in the sink. You bring a little Tide Pod with you. You wash it in the sink and it dries in 30 minutes. Look, I believe you. I'm a big fan. I get it. Save so much. Money. I believe you, but you don't got funk like I do, brother. I don't. I'm not very funky there. I no. I if I sleep for an hour, there's mm. a there's a there's a layer of funk that must be <laughs> machine washed. So <laughs> I, I'm not I'm not eight hours max for me per per pair. Oh really? Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I'll, I'll change I mean, midday for fun. I'm a little. I guess I've actually come to find that I'm like a little. I'm a little grubby on tour. Like I'm not. Not clean, you know, mm. but whatever. 
because and what brings us to the next my next question you, hold for you. on before we get there yeah this is a do's and don'ts you're right i think you're doing a don't and I'm, i've got to check but, you <laughs> so you're saying i need to bring more pairs of socks i think you could use a little cl- cleanup every now and what uh, how how do you typically do laundry on tour you just go to a laundromat <laughs> any means necessary any yeah right, right. sometimes I, hotel yeah whole deal i mean that that's the go-to and it's like you're suffering but yeah what's better than no dirty clothes there's straight up nothing nothing Nothing. It is just a clean, perfect bag oh, ready to rock. It feels so good. How many tours in were you when you realized, oh, I should be playing in a gig, sh- a, a designated Dude. pair of uh, an outfit that it just only gets terrible? Years. Yeah, years. 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 It was Todd Jones on the European tour we did with Nails and with your brother, where I was like, wow, Todd's playing in the same shirt every night. That's fucking crazy. And it's a winter tour, and I have a garbage bag full of wet clothes that are getting frozen. Frozen. And I can't, Stink, you know, Stinky frozen? You know that meme that's like, if you stink in the cold, use a powerful motherfucker? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's real, man. <laughs> yeah. And uh, that's huge. And I do shirt, designated underwear, uh-huh. pants, shoes, and socks for gigging in. Okay, I'm not doing gig gig socks. If I put them on, I'm starting a new pandemic. If I wear a sock for another day, it's a biohazard. You know, I use the like sweat whiskey, you know, the bullshit, whatever. But you think about it, you're only in it for a half hour. Like I said, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. happy for you. But Your patient zero. But, but my funk is different. It's not <laughs> even it's not even really stinky funk, you know? Like I'm not yeah. like Kyle Thomas formerly of Twitching Tongues, uh, Disgrace, whatnot, smelly sweater. Uh, Much love to Kyle. He's not a stinky guy. His sweat stinks. I'm the same way. You got a stinky sweat? You know what my sweat smells like? What? Pure vinegar. You just down in vinegar or what? Dude, no, it's just, it's the weirdest shit. One time we were on a tour with Angel Dust and, you know, Justice, shout out Justice, but Justice, he's a little freak. He's a blunt guy. He's a little freaky. He comes up you know to you like, I mean? hey, man, smell like vinegar, bro. I was talking about smelling like vinegar, and he was like, really? And he was like, let me get a whiff, and I just gave it to him. He went for it, and he went, yeah, that's vinegar. <laughs> like, I don't know why. It just always has been since teenage years, I guess. Interesting. Yeah, it's not good. So, do again, don't do what Bo does. Don't, don't do what I do, but definitely stack. do have yeah. a gig yeah. outfit. Gig outfit. Gig Bring a hanger. The, that, that's, the, that's the answer I can't give you. Still, 10 years later, where to put it? Yeah. I don't know. If you have a trailer, we typically hang it up in the trailer. But that's and only going to do so much. You know? If you're on a summer tour, it, it kind of rocks because it just like bakes it. And it actually isn't that bad. Yeah, but then it, like you're, you're carrying guitar fucking drum cases that are like... It's like, oh, Smelly. oh, like am I, my, I can smell my balls on the drums. That's crazy. Dude, James and Chris both play in, in shorts. In my opinion, only singers and drummers get a shorts yeah, pass on, sure. on stage. But, and James, you know, he's. Unless fucking, you're like, like a pop punk band or something. They can. Yeah. Uh, even. Uh, yeah. Whatever. I, I have a strict policy of pants. I, I in get general. it. I listen. I was, I was, I was uh, chastised by Pat Kinlan 
from drug yeah. church many years yeah, ago. Don't, ne yeah, never absolutely. wore shorts again. So good. So they would wear these, the like you know the the lined shorts, not a bathing suit, but basically a bathing suit, like the Nike dry fit shorts with mm -hmm. the the netting with the ball for net, your junk, the ball net. the ball net, and they would hang them by the taint of the net just in the back of the van. In the van, Come on, on the man. back, and you would like, ah, like touch it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, terrible, horrible. You know what's the best is sometimes we would do gig shirt hanging out of like the side of the van. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like the van is getting whooped by Mike Tyson while you're driving, <laughs> and, and then it starts raining. <laughs> And then yep. it starts raining, and whoever shirt it is is like, oh, come on, man, fuck. And, and then the best part is after you park and you're, it's done raining, you take the shirt off, and there's just a grease spot yeah, on the van. It's disgusting. Foundation was big on that. Every time we toured Foundation, all of their shit would be, like, just closing <laughs> the door, just just waving in the back, yeah. Um, no good. I guess since we're on the subject of shirts now, I should share my ancient shirt folding technique. I'd love to hear okay. it. Okay. So it's not, it's not just a shirt. Here I have some some undies. Yep. Um, Boba is it the Boba Fett socks? Okay. I'll let I'll let you show. Yeah. Well, is it what were you gonna say? Is it the they call it like a a, a kit roll or something? Yeah, I think it might be a kit roll. So here we have just some Morbid Angel shirt. Very dope. We're gonna we're gonna give it a fold, right? Yep. Shirt folded. Okay. Right there. Beautiful. Love it. Just it. folding the uh, sleeves inward for the for the podcast people. Are you okay? gonna go sock yinging? You'll see. So the, yeah. the, the undies are now in half, folded. What is it? Hot dog style. Hot dog style. Yeah. In the middle, down the shirt. We're gonna put mm -hmm. one sock here. Yeah. Right here. And and then with the other. This sock yeah. there. We're gonna put one sock there. We're gonna roll it on up. Oh, that's beautiful. And we're just going to roll it. The, the finishing, the, the piece de resistance comes at the end here. Of and course. you can do this a little more compact. And you can do it real, like real, real tight if you tight. want you to. Could, yeah, you could yeah, do yeah. the shirt fold a little tight, but then you're risking some wrinkles. And it depends on the shirt. So here, here what we did was we took the end of this sock, folded it inward yep. into yep. the shirt. Yep. And here, and I imagine for, for women... Well, for one, women's clothes just take up less space to begin with, I feel like, a lot of hmm. the time in a bag. Like me okay. folding my wife's clothes is like, I don't know how to fold this. <laughs> this this can't be folded. This this silk blouse. But it's this, simply... this is shirt, underwear, socks, yep. and it's about the size of what shirt would take up on its own. Hello? And what's, yeah. Saving yeah, space? Uh, I'm on my way. <laughs> You got Colin here. <laughs> that's that's basically a Chipotle burrito. Yeah. With underwear, socks, and a shirt. Yeah. And what's cool is you don't even have to like you just grab one and that's what you're wearing. Just grab one. And if I've done that. If you I've only bring seven shirts that you know you love, you're yeah. gonna pick a heater every time. Yeah. And uh, I like to pack hmm. a little light just in case I'm torn with a band I like. Straight up. Because I end up Straight wearing up. that half the time. When do you remember on our European tour, I came up to you as like, look. I want one of every shirt. Just tell me what to give you. Do you remember that? How did I take money from you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but uh, I like insisted. I I think you only asked for cost. To be fair, but like I insisted. I insisted. I, I wasn't today. I, I today I would give it to you. Just so you know. I, yeah, no problem. I got what? Well, but that tour was fucking brutal. Yes, it was. But I I got one of every shirt. 
Do you ever want to tour with a? Do you ever? Do you ever tour with a hard shell like suitcase? Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely. I I try now. I'm I'm I would try not to, but I I think I think I have too many gadgets to to not do it. I got the iPad. I got the computer. I got the switch. You know. Mm. I I got Mm. if I'm not consuming three forms of media at a time <laughs> i'm having a bad time you have your your airpod max yes and they come in a case right they got a little, little they, gimmick. they come in a bra i don't okay, know how yeah. else to describe it it's not quite a you. case but it is supportive <laughs> perfect <laughs> let's say it's a let's say it's a c you know pretty much when we fly i take a i, I got a shitty amazon suitcase with wheels that has lasted me like oh uh it was 2016 six years with wheels does with wheels have, does it have the quad wheel that rotates oh yeah you oh, can't yeah. live without that at this point no the quad the quad rotating wheel dude now i got this fucking backpack man it's called the peak design travel mm. bag it's a huge backpack okay. and it has a slit in the middle on the back so, so okay. when you have a handle suitcase, you slide the backpack Perfect. into the middle. Love it. It's unbelievable. I have a little, have a little chrome like uh, over the shoulder bag that has exactly that. It's great. That's fantastic. Um, to my to my drummers out there, it it took me a long time to realize when traveling with drums that snare and pedals can go in one bag. Mm-hmm. Like get another bag. To just yeah. put the snare and pedals in rather than carry three things all the time. <sighs> Let me think. Hard shell cases are huge, but that's kind of obvious. I mean, nobody, if you're bringing a gig bag, you're not listening to this podcast, you know? Straight up. This ain't a gig, oh. this ain't a show for gig bag motherfuckers, all right? <laughs> <laughs> this is SKB mm-hmm. only. Um, big fan of a backup guitar. Started bringing a backup mm. guitar a while ago, 2015 ish. Flying with a backup guitar? No. That's like, would do, that's stashed, yeah, yeah. right? Well, the, the answer to that is a fucking those, those boats that have two of them in there. Those are crazy. Those are crazy. Now, and you're, expensive. Get, now you're getting into pro territory. That's advanced. Case, for sure. Acacia Strand, they roll with those, yeah. you know? They're called like ankle or something, and they're very rad. They're very cool. I, I don't know if I'm there yet, you know? Well, we we actually had to do that for a bit because we had songs in different tunings. Oh, so we were, we were rolling two guitars deep uh, a couple times with Sean, and it was uh, and it's definitely not fun. You got the Did ugly- he have a boat, or was it four guitars? Dude, I think, I think he had his hate breed double case yeah. still. Taylor yeah. just rocked two cases, and they both had, like, a guitar on a stand on stage. Um, what do you recommend for a band, a newish band who's getting on the road, they're doing a tour, they got a routing, it's super DIY, they're probably not going to stay at too many hotels. What is the best way to go about staying at a a, a person's home and what's the best way okay. to kind of... So even yeah. before that, I would say when you're starting your band, find a shitty bass player who works at a hotel. Dude. That's the real hack. 
wow punished H- have had that just get just get in with a guy or or a girl or whoever who works yeah. at a fucking marriott who's got the co- then, who's got the code for you dude the code is huge so i'm if you're a bass player or something you work at marriott <laughs> or hilton hit me up i'll do whatever you want dude so, but that's the real, if you're, if that's not possible, I would say have Mike Cesario in your band who is fearless <laughs> when talking to locals. Very insistent. Oh, you guys, if just, you, if you have a super outgoing person who's like, yeah, not afraid to just chat up one of them, uh, laid back country folk, let hmm. them do it and, and hope for the best. But it's a it's a risk, man, and it's a gamble. And I know that, like, I talked to one, some the Ryan from One Step Closer. I did an interview with him on Not Fest. Right, they're staying at people's houses like every day. I think. So, I don't I don't know what the youngins are are doing to do that these days. Maybe they're making. I I feel like Twitter or something is just the way to do it. Probably, yeah, probably. Um, a thing that people need to be aware of is Priceline fucking rocks. Uh, Priceline rocks. You guys are the the OG purveyors of Priceline. Tell us about your Priceline method. So the method is around 8 o'clock. You know what we do? We have a rule. And I won't say the dollar amount, but we have like a rule where it's like if merch is looking going to be over this amount, we get two rooms. And if not, we get one room. Right? Uh, we're old. I need. Uh, give me a bed. You know, I don't want to sleep on the floor. Uh, um, that's where I'm at now. Is I'm totally. I'm 30 years old. Totally. Three years old, <laughs> and I'm not. I just won't do it. Mm-mm. I I like and and that's why I'm kind of afraid to go back to Europe. Like I'd love to. I'd love to tour there again. I'm really. I'm really. I'm. I'm. I got the itch to go there. You know, really? Yeah, because I, I like we said, talked about in the Andy episode, like I feel like I I took my traveling for granted a little bit. Yeah. And I'm now time, regretting sure. that. So. I want to go back, but a lot of it is staying in the venue, staying on the stage like that's still a thing. Um, and yeah, call me a baby or whatever. But like, mm-hmm. give me an Ibis, you know, totally. I know it's cheap. I'll pay. Yeah. Just help me, you know? <laughs> All right. So Priceline, you can either, we usually do the express deals. We don't even name your own price because they're so, they're genuine, it's, generally it's a, it's very a good. It's a nightmare. Hmm? Name your own price, dude? Oh, yeah, that could be a nightmare. It, it, you'll go all the way through and then it says, ah, sorry. Exactly. But also, Maybe. the, the yeah. fucking mystery thing, you guys do the mystery one? We do the mystery one, but we we It's a risk. Sure it, Two two and a half stars and up. That's the the requirement. Sometimes you, you can sleuth and find it. So yeah, I you guess can right. We should give area. Some, we should give some context here. Yeah, is yeah. there's a Priceline feature where you like filter in what you want and it'll give you a really great rate on it, but you won't know what the hotel is. You won't know exactly where it is, but it'll tell you like North Nashville or whatever, wherever you're staying. Three stars in this area. So you can yeah. look up that area and every three-star hotel, and sometimes yeah. there's only one. Exactly. Sometimes it's like, huh, there's a courtyard by Marriott. Dude. Let's go. That is, and like how many times we've gotten lucky with the courtyard <sighs> by Marriott. But sometimes you show up and they're like, we didn't, 
like you booked a two king rooms via the mystery thing. And yeah. there's like, we don't have rooms, you're going to have to talk to Priceline. So that's uh, something that we've definitely learned that the hard way. Cause that does happen. Yeah. James will make the booking and then call to also let them know that we're going to be showing up at like three or four in the morning. Cause we do the, you know what I mean? Cause they'll also give your fucking room away sometimes. Yeah. Or, or they'll just, that's, yeah, that, dude, I mean, that just be like, is, oh, they're not showing up. There was one time where <laughs> I think, I think we booked a hotel for United blood or something. Yeah. Uh, that's in, always in tough. Richmond. And it's the worst yeah. travel day ever, every time. Cause there's no yeah. direct flights to Richmond. And we booked the hotel like Friday to Sunday, but we're completely delayed Friday and showed up Saturday. And oh, be- because God. we missed day one of a three day reservation, they gave away the entire reservation. So, and then, and then you're fucked because there's people in town. It's, everything's fucked. So here's your survival guide tip. If you're a one minute past midnight, <laughs> call them and say, charge me. Don't give yeah. my shit away. I'm on my We're coming. I'm on We're my on way. way. <laughs> yeah. Um, that definitely, definitely happens. And it, it's the same really with every big fest. RIP United blood. Yeah. Love right, United blood. Big fan. I feel like um, LDB is kind of, uh, taking the torch in terms kind of, of seems like it like a which, which is cool i back the the spirit man, th- this year was unbelievable so it's what i've heard that's what i heard chris great. chris was there he was very pumped on it um something we can talk about too is uh for those of you who don't know we did mention this in a previous episode but my band has some of the worst luck ever and i want to tell you about ways that we found to prevent that so we typically tour with our, a 15 passenger van that we own and then we rent a trailer. We would buy a trailer, but in Illinois, you have to register and have insurance for a trailer on top of your van. We do too, fucking, but I think it's like $15 or something. It's, it's like expensive. Really? But if you, if you run one from U-Haul and you blow a tire, who gives a shit? You're fine, mm-hmm. which has happened. What happens? You go to, uh, we've been to the Lust Crusades <laughs> U-Haul twice for the same reason. No way. Where the, the taillights, like the connector breaks, oh, yeah, and they just yeah. swap it out. They'll swap it out for you. So you can so go, you, you can take that to any, if you rent a U-Haul trailer anywhere in the country, this doesn't apply yep. to me because we own a trailer, but this is good yep. for the people listening. If you rent a U-Haul trailer, you're telling me if you blow a yep. tire, any U-Haul location will replace that tire? You got to get there. But yes, you do got to get there. And sometimes there there ain't one, right? Straight up. And also you have to be aware you're not supposed to have the trailer in like Arizona, Utah, and Colorado because of the mountains. So you can't, you can't break There's down There's a straight there. up like moratorium. Like you can't take the trailer here and you go, okay, you know, but <laughs> I won't. <laughs> <laughs> so something that we do is we have, a, um, we have these things called slick locks. They look like this. They go on <laughs> the back door and they go on the side door and it's basically an external heavy duty lock so that uh, a filthy thief thief, a thief. <laughs> can't if a thief can't punch out the lock and get in mm. because even if they do it's locked it's this external padlock. So this is does this only work for the side and back? Yes. So this However, this doesn't work for driver or passenger which is which is actually easier to get into. Yeah. But regardless, I think if people, it, it could have a reverse effect where someone sees it and they go, oh, they must be 
there must be something in there or ah i'm not gonna whatever because if they were to take something from the back they have to go all you know like it's harder it's very hard whatever any deterrent we have a heavy duty lock and a chain, which also didn't matter in Vegas. Mm-hmm. But because the Vegas trailer got stolen, we found this um, wheel lock. It's like a boot. We put it on the trailer mm. and it makes it so that the trailer tire cannot move. Now, granted, they can drag it if they wanted to. There's going to be sparks. It's going to be yeah. loud. What I mean, at the end of the day, if somebody wants in there, they want in there. There's, there's, an, ex- heard- there's an expression. That, yep. that really got me. It's that locks only keep honest people out. Ooh. That's a clip. That is a good one. See you on Instagram. Yeah. Um, I've, I've, I've even heard of like in Montreal where they will cut, they'll cut in like a, a curve at a corner and peel it like a can opener wow. and get in there. You never know. I mean, Montreal. So let, this is, we can stop. Yeah. We can pause here for a second. Montreal and Oakland infamous don't leave your fucking van don't leave your van don't stay there leave we've a, never stayed in montreal ever never ever always drive either to toronto which is probably the next show or straight or, home. or ottawa halfway yeah you know, that's i mean fine. we just we haven't done a lot in canada more than like two or yeah. three days so we'll either just go to wherever the next show is or we'll go back in the states straight to the states oakland Absolutely. is like if you're away from your car for 10 minutes, your window's getting smashed. If there's one visible item in your car or van, your window's getting smashed. So just don't <sighs> maybe leave. I've, I've seen people leave signs and that works like nothing in here. Please go rob a Tesla, you know, like, yeah, straight up. So straight up. it's just like, it's a fucking, it's brutal, man. But there, there's kind of, it's kind of your fault at this point. If it's happening to you, I get that. Cause victim you, blaming. you know, I get that. Yeah, for absolutely. I'm victim blaming. Cause you like in Oakland, I'm not saying you getting your van completely stolen is your of course. Fault, Cause that's fucked no, up. No, and I'm, insane. I'm fucking around. But like, you know, it's like the smash and grab capital of the universe. <laughs> so just prepare for that. Leave a guy there, get to the show early and park right next to the venue. Yeah. And look at it the whole fucking time. The whole fucking time. Sell merch at the, Van. straight up we've done it <laughs> if you have to, to fucking do it yeah you know um another thing that people should be aware of is you can get wrenches insurance on your gear you can get um they have touring specific insurance that exists the issue with that is you have to prove ownership so for example we have i have renters insurance james because of where he was living had homeowners insurance there's red tape everywhere. Mm-hmm. Both of our insurance representatives said, sorry, there's nothing, you know, it's U-Haul. Yeah. And then U-Haul said, look, we can't even guarantee you're not going to have to pay for the trailer, $6,000, let alone your shit. Did you pay for the trailer? We got out of it. Thank Christ. We got out of it. Um, yeah, straight up. Wow. But so if if you think that you're good because of your rental insurance, really look into that. We're like, really like get down to the nitty gritty. You may need. And also this is another tip. Get your serial numbers. Oh get your God, your proof of purchases if you can. Yeah. Get all of that stuff. I have all of my serial numbers on the numbers app on my phone, just in case. And I only learned this in 2018. Yeah. But I learned After the, the fact, hard you learned way. The very hard way. Just the hardest way. Um. What was anything ever recovered from that? 
Yes. So this is this is a cool story. So we <laughs> James and I woke up, dude. Yeah, we could talk about this. This is great. So for anyone who doesn't know, in 2018, we were beginning a tour with Terror. It was the life and death tour, but Terror had just come out with um, Total Retaliation. So it was the the Terror headliner of on the new record. The first show was going to be in San Diego, so we had to drive from Chicago to San Diego, but we had a show booked in Las Vegas. Played the show in Las Vegas, stayed in the Luxor, which we always did. It has the extended lot, which is the only place on the strip you could park, but it's cool because off-season Luxor rooms, a double room is like $35. Like, Mm -hmm. it's it's ridiculous, and it's fun, and we love to gamble and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So we're doing the whole thing. James and I get up early. We're walking out to the van, same spot. We always park, and like, there was literally like, I'm talking about a, a four-year-old tree, not a redwood, <laughs> a four-year-old tree. And I'm like walking up and I'm like, oh, the trailer must be behind that. Oh. Like not putting it together. Right. You had a straight up peewee, peewee moment with the bike. Dude, I, yeah, straight. Yeah, exactly. I was in pure denial. And the best thing is so was James. And it wasn't until we got there where we were like, yeah, that's gone. Like it's gone. We're <sighs> fucked brutal wow we kind of touched on this with the nada or the the brody episode yeah, yeah um but anyway we drove straight to san diego continued with the tour and kind of like pieced gear back together throughout the tour um a couple months afterwards as a matter of fact that was late 2018 and it was 2019 on a knocked loose tour i believe mm-hmm. someone messaged us on either instagram or twitter and was like hey is this your thing is this your guy's stuff sure enough there's an ebay listing with I have, a, I have a very unique Les Paul style Ibanez that they only did for that year. Mm-hmm. Two other guitars. Dude, shout and out Nick's, to whoever sent that to you. I have I I've tried looking for it in pre- preparation for this, and I don't know where wow. it was. I couldn't find it. A f- but yes, what if you're legend. listening, oh my god! If you're listening, you are a saint. We got that stuff back. They scratched off serial numbers. I mean, mm. they they tried to hide this shit. So what ended up happening is someone. Someone just hooked up the trailer to a Suburban and drove away with it. They found the trailer in the Mandalay Bay parking lot, which is next to the Luxor, which is interesting. They just brought it back, basically? That's what made em- us not have to pay for empty? it. So, hey, empty. They empty. emptied it and returned it to the scene of the crime. Think about how big a Vegas parking lot can be. And how long it takes to go anywhere there. Straight up. Yeah. Like so th- oh so they God. they sold the stuff to like a fence literally and then the fence sold it to like a pawn shop that had a um an eBay store and that's where this all gets connected. The detective isn't on the there, case Isn't there a paper trail between these things? So they're smart, dude. They don't the guys who stole it don't go straight to the pawn store. They hire someone to do it. Maybe offer drugs to do it. Whatever. Mm-hmm. They they break the chain of evidence. Lance Hardman is the detective who's working on this case. Swear to God. He's, he's explaining all of this stuff. However, and I know how we feel about cops, and I don't disagree with the, the feeling on cops. Yeah. Lance Lance Hardman did his job, and I got my shit back. Wow. What are you going to do? What yeah, are you going to yeah, do? Yeah. Right. Um, so we got it back from the evidence. You know, a, bro- uh, a broken clock is right twice a day. There you go. There you go. It's very simple. simple math. Simple. So we got um, three guitar back, guitars back. Nick got a dual wreck, had his head back. And then um, shout out to Emma from Dying Wish because a box of our merch wound up in Portland. What? 
from Vegas. No way. Swear to God. How? She, I, I, we have no idea. There was something where like some of the stuff wound up with like um, a mobile meth lab in an RV and they went up the coast and were trying to like pawn off stuff along the way. They had a box of Harm's Way merch and they were trying to sell it. Dude, and what some, year is this? 2018. This is like, some, this is 74. I know some lady in Portland contacted us on Facebook. Wow. It was like, Hey, I got a box of your stuff. Like if you want it, I'm, I'm happy to hold on to it for you. Oh my God. Emma went and got it for us and UPS it to us somewhere on the tour. Wow. That's really bizarre. That's unreal. It's a, it, Did you it count was a crime, it? It was a crime ring. No, he didn't count it. He you should. It would be nice to know what was taken. What was taken? I mean, when I say we had a full tour's worth of stuff, stolen it was day one dude we had i had a backup head dude from from D, from our friend dean who makes uh dean costello amplifiers in chicago he makes these heavy metal warfare heads that are like taylor has one yeah. they're fucking awesome Man. and he gave me a prototype to try on the tour and that got taken you know like i'm just thinking about i'm, I'm envisioning how full our trailer is day one yep they hit the jackpot and think our first, you know, four or five shows or whatever, all in California. Yeah, yeah. So you're prepa- That's bread. you're preparing for that- the best shows of the tour. Exactly. You're Gilman. overprinting. Yeah, Gilman's God, dude. Gilman is our fucking spot, yeah. dude. We we do great there. So the we literally had a f- full merch order. Um, I I I I'm just like to have Alec on here someday to talk about freedom getting robbed because there is this legendary pick. Of like mm. this homeless dude wearing a freedom shirt the next day. Seen it. Oh, yep. I, I mean, I'm sure I'll have put it on this episode just now. But yeah. You, now you have to. Oh my God. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. So the reason I even brought that up was some of the smarmy ass responses we got after we, we like posted about having our shit stolen was a, can I have my was, money someone, back? Someone literally responded renter's insurance. And it's just like, brother, that's not how it works. Like, you can't prove to Geico who owns boxes of T-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not mine because I don't own the LLC. You know what I mean? Like, it's a whole fucking thing. Second, people are like, that's why someone should always sleep in the van. Fuck off with that, dude. That it's fucking, it's, dude. It's, it's Las Vegas. It's the it's, yeah. I, I get the fuck out of my face. Somebody should sleep in the van. Uh, that was that was the one day on Twitter where I disagree. There was like some discourse about like some band who was sad about getting robbed, which sucks. And mm-hmm. like the the entire the sentiment against them was like, always have someone in the van. Fuck you. Yeah, no. because I want to risk getting shot for a bunch of guitars. Even that, I'm not doing that. It's at what point is touring fucking worth it? If straight if, up, if yeah. If fifteen percent of your touring party has to sleep in the van, so like, I, if I were to if I were to have been sleeping in that van that night, it, it's eighty degrees. Even in the the you know fall in Vegas, yeah. a I'm dying, dying, and I'm pissed. And in order to sleep, I'm on this. We're on the strip. I would have to wear earplugs. Yeah. I probably wouldn't have even heard them. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And even if I did, I'm going to go out there in a, in a fucking open carry state or wherever we were and like, hey, stop that. That's, you know what I mean? That's mine. It's, that's the dumbest fucking. It is. Like, I know, I know that it's a deterrent and I know that it can work. Yeah. But in today's, like, I'm not risking. Fuck out of here. 
there's there's got to be other measures now. Put I mean air tags are the real key now. Is like however, did you hear about the dead heat stuff? No. Oh, I'm sorry, creeping death, not dead heat. No. Creeping Death recently had, I believe, their trailer stolen. Oh, and didn't cops just like not let them? They were like, "Oh yeah, that's not good enough to go get it." How? So, um, but in, so it's kind of like that's the one time I've heard that though. True, because citizen, citizen the got theirs back. Scowl, got back. Scowl got theirs back. Like it's it's happening left and right. And now I feel like it's like Batman and Gotham. You know? Yeah. E- yeah. Eventually, the idea of Batman is scary enough to deter crime. The signal. Just you see the signal. You're like, I'm not robbing yeah. tonight. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended. <laughs> but so air tags existing, hopefully, is is like you see a 15 passenger van, you assume there's some air tags in there, which I'm assuming but, next is going to be a product that like the air tag killer. Like, well, do you know the how air, do you know how they actually work? No. Air tags. They do not work based on GPS. They're not independent GPS trackers. They work based on other Apple devices. Interesting. Meaning, if there's no let's Apple say in Las or... let's say in Las Vegas they drive that shit out to the desert mm. to some fucking garage, you're never gonna find it. Interesting. That's how their that's how their system works. It's a great all system. All of our all of our iPhones are AirTag trackers mm. that feed into the Apple network to locate things for other people that's why and this was driving me crazy for a while sometimes i'd be driving with brody and it would be like you are traveling with an air tag and i'm like shut up i'm like it's so annoying but then i realized that's for like women and stuff who are being tracked who have gotten straight up which so that's an amazing feature just to be like oh exactly let me take care of that and Uh, then what's the inverse of that a criminal gets your van they get that notification. Oh, I better look for it. Yeah, but you can't find it. If there's enough of them, you ain't finding it. Very true. Sometimes Very, you, I think they're. You should be like, like, "Holy shit, I'm being tracked. I better get the fuck out of here." I think there's. They're like four for a hundred bucks too. That's a great deal. And it's, so, it's not sorry. foolproof, but it's it's no. sometimes it's enough. And another thing that sorry to stop this, mm-hmm. but like, whenever Twitching Tongues would tour with a trailer, we backed it into something. There you go. That was my next thing. Every time. Always find like a a bright spot close to the door and back into a dumpster or something. Exactly. So my my our solution, what I found is, dude, and this is legit. I know it sounds like conspiratorial and, and like kind of paranoid, but like don't post about even what hotel you're like. Don't don't say anything on the Internet yeah. about where you are. Absolutely. Just don't because you never fucking know. You, we will typically we've said this before from if we're playing Omaha, we will find a hotel three or four hours in the direction of the next show. Stay there. We will back the trailer into a thing, put the boot on the trailer, put the slick locks on everything. And you hope for the best. And that's really that's the best I think you can do. I can't I cannot think of another you know way. how tired you, you just made me saying that. I'm no. just I'm just picturing you and myself here, like getting to a hotel at like 3 a.m. How awful is like falling asleep between that drive and then having to gather your belongings like frantically to get into the hotel because you have like seven hours to sleep in there. So the thing about I've said this before, too, I always do the I do those drives typically yeah. the nighttime drives. I will I have again this little Chrome bag. I'll put my little rolled kit 
and grab my toiletry bag before we start the drive. So when I'm there, when we arrive, I'm inside. I'm checking in. I don't care what anyone else is doing because I'm getting in and going to bed. Interesting. And that's it. Do you when you when you leave the van and yeah. you've been robbed multiple times. So I imagine the three, answer is yes. So three times. Three times. You are Murphy's Law. Um, mm. Do you if you're going into like in and out or like Starbucks or something, you bring in your backpack? In 2015, we were in oh. Dallas, Texas. There is a location in you Dallas, Texas. You don't Texas. need to talk this close to this microphone. Don't worry, brother. <laughs> it was for dramatic effect. In it's 2015. More work for me later. <laughs> <laughs> in Dallas, Texas, there's a location off of whatever highway. Have I told the story before? I don't think so. Of this one, no. You, we've, you've only talked about the, the trailer. This is a great story. There is a guitar center. That is next to a Chick-fil-A, a Chipotle, and an In-N-Out. That's a, that's a dream. I got a picture for this one, too. I would so feel I would never have felt safer. So we parked at the Guitar Center. Chris had to get sticks or something. James and I decide, you know what, dude? Let's get a burger, some tacos, and a chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. So we get one of each and, and a drink from Chipotle and a drink from Chick-fil-A. And there's a picture, this one. And while we're taking this picture, someone was in the Guitar Center parking lot, took a screwdriver and a hammer, popped in the passenger side lock, put up the little thing, took six backpacks with passports, two MacBooks, GoPros, everything. Okay? Now, this gets good. Call the, call the cops. You have to file a police report because mm-hmm. you never know. The cop is straight up like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, good. If we hear anything, we'll let you know. Mm-hmm. We have to keep going. We're on a tour. Yeah. So I'm pissed. I don't have my MacBook. My girlfriend is at home. She's at work. She goes on the Dallas Craigslist. She finds two MacBooks for a thousand dollars each, mm-hmm. and the picture of one is my face, like in the like sign in, and it's me. Like, oh my god. They didn't even do anything with it. Okay. So we call the the cop and blah blah blah. We explain. In Texas, apparently they don't give a shit because they were like, we'll be right there kind of a thing. Oh, because they were. So it was at a body shop. They were aware of this body shop for being involved in some kind of crime ring. Wow. And they so had there's actually no been warrant wor- needed. They're just like, we're on our way, brother. There was an active there was an active investigation. Oh. So they were literally like this. Just adds you just to the you just created cause essentially straight up. Wow. Exactly. So they actually send undercover cops to go and buy it with cash. We figure out a way to route back through Dallas where my mom was living and working with the DA at the time. This will come back. Holy fuck. Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> we get our stuff back, and I maybe I took a, a GoPro that wasn't mine. Mm. They thought it was. It's karma. You earned it. You know? I earned it. Yeah. On the GoPro, there was a sex vid of a guy who got a hooker oh. who, who had a... a uh, it was insane, mm. but it was like all of us plus Baker watching this video of this dude just like rubbing his face on uh, this isn't even graphic rubbing his face on like the girls like like thighs and stomach he has a gopro strapped to his head oh my god it's the weirdest shit ever deleted that that's next level my mom was laughing at it like it was it was hilarious all right so we we get only two MacBooks and two GoPros back everything else is gone including all of our passports so we have to arrange for six people 
to have birth certificates and social security oh, cards mailed God. to Michael Morrissey in Philadelphia oh, because the yeah. East Coast, the East Coast office for passport, like emergency passports, is in Philadelphia. How and we have? How was that all that was recovered? They don't ask a, like, "Where's the rest of the stuff?" Uh, I'll tell you how. Okay. Because we learned a lesson that day. He left the backpack in the van with all of our money in it. Because and we're talking, we're talking 15 minutes. Oh yeah, you know, but that's more than enough time. This guy found whoever did it found several several thousand dollars in cash, mm -hmm. probably threw away everything else because who gives a shit? Right. You know what I mean? Green jacket, gold jacket. He, who gives a shit? He was like, "This is the greatest day of my life." Jack, straight up. Who cares that everything else? I, I'll sell the electronics. Fuck everything else. Okay. Right now, wow. here's what's good. Tour ends. We were home for like six months. This this happened in like the spring, December of the same year, 2015. My mom had been keeping an eye on like the case with that place and like just keeping an eye on that place. She messages me one day and she says, they just found the two owners of that body shop executed. Two bullets apiece in the head in this shop. Holy fuck. So that's another thing of the like, someone should always be in the band. It's like, hey, this is Texas. Yeah. And these guys got literally executed, like on their knees. Okay. Like a little, the, like ex with the pennies and everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Straight up. Okay. So that's what happened. Wow. So always bring your shit inside. Dude. I bring your personal stuff we ended up getting the passport sorted and we played the Toronto. We've never missed a show. We've been robbed three times. That's unreal. We've never missed a show because of it, because fuck that. You know what I mean? I James, James lost his passport within 20 minutes of landing in Sydney on our first time there. And, and we you, didn't you miss made a show. it home. Hell yeah. Wow. You got to make it happen. Captain. I, I don't, I'm not taking a shit without my backpack. Essentially. No way. I it's, and it's the one time that you become complacent and you leave it in yep. the, even in the, I don't even, and this is, this is another beef of mine and I, I'm sorry to whoever I offended. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The green room is not for your friends. Like there's, there's, there's gotta be a code in force, a green room law. Like, the girlfriend of the guy who is the guest of a guy who is the guest of a guy. Yeah. The boyfriend yeah. of the girl who's the like whoever. Yeah. Like yeah. my most important belongings are in here. This is my, this is my, I understand that like there's party bands and stuff. Who are, yes. Like, that's their shit. They're like, the party is back here. I, yeah. there's nothing you can do about that. But like, there isn't, if it's like a tour where I'm like direct support or headlining, get the fuck out, get up, get out. I'm sorry. To, no, I understand that. I, I, I like, yeah, I, I understand that I'm the asshole there, but like, first of all, there's times where like twitching tongues, code orange and dying fetus on the Hapri tour, we're, yeah. we're sharing like 50 square foot rooms. Yeah. And, uh, room. and like 10 people extra would just come in. And like, if Sean Martin is not sitting down and you are, so you're, you're, you're doing something wrong. You know? Yeah. Yeah, show some respect. <laughs> Straight up. Let, let Sean sit, okay? So I feel like it's like immediate partners, girlfriend, boyfriend. Totally. 
family. Even totally a, even fine. like a guest is yeah is understandable. Anyone who's been on the road, who like you've toured with, yeah, yeah. I, I will trust. I'll like accept. that's kind of fine. And like Baker, Baker can go anywhere. <laughs> Baker he wants. gets the universal pass. universal pass. It's fine. Like a guest of a guest of a guest. I like. I don't want to not feel at peace in my in the in my temporary sanctuary. You know. This is a good transition. Respect shown while on tour. Consideration for other bands, consideration for the tour, for the tour manager, all the dude. Is there any worse job on earth than tour managing? Hell no. You are the fall guy for everything. Yeah. You're the dick of everything. Yeah, you gotta lay down the law while everybody else. It's all your fault. Yeah. The timetable is all on you. It's a thankless, thankless job. Also, this is a big one right here. Mm. Green room bathroom. Oh. Don't shit in the green room bathroom. No, I mean, even that, I, I, some, when you got to go, you got to go. Don't piss all over the seat in, oh. uh, in, <laughs> yeah. in the bathroom that only you and your friends are using that night, mm-hmm. you know? Don't, and like, like somebody's going to clean that up. And like, you're the only band in the room. So whoever's running the venue is like, well, this band are fucking assholes. They pissed all These over These fucking us. pigs. Yeah. yeah. I, I get I get a shit. I'm not gonna be mad at a shit because I yeah. I I be shitting. But I I'm not if I if one drop of urine of mine touches that seat, I'm Toilet like paper. I'm feeling shame the rest of my life. Absolutely, dude. On Warp Tour, there was a porta potty behind each stage. We were on like the monster energy stages, mm-hmm. and there was like a R stage. Like you had to have a tour laminate only to use this porta potty. And that definitely, obviously, like there are guests and stuff. So whatever. No big deal. You get used to using porta potties over a summer, which I hate to admit, but you do. Um, I'll go anywhere. I don't discriminate. <sighs> Dude, here we go. Where is the the most difficult or like hardest or most shameful place you've ever had to shit? Oh, I've gone outside dozens of times. Dozens. I've, I mean, I, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> this is I'm putting myself I'm, I'm hanging myself a little here because I there's some I'm kind of notorious for peeing in a bottle and I'll just I love it. I'll, I'll toss it right into the trash can absolutely and it's it's I I have to drink sometimes two gallons of water a day just to just to keep it lubed up here and boy are you pissing oh I I I piss every 15 to 30 minutes Straight up. Yep. So. Yep. And like full volume too, like full bottle. Like every not time. just like yeah, every time. Clear, yeah. beautiful piss. <laughs> every time. So I don't. I don't necessarily. It's. It's. I'm not gonna like put it in the fridge to like trick somebody. But, totally. But I'm pissing in a bottle. I'm pissing wherever I can, like all the time. So if you see me come out of a dark corner with a bottle in my hand, I just piss in it, and I'm sorry. Yep. Um. I'll piss in a bottle before waiting three minutes for a bathroom. Absolutely. But there's, there's, <laughs> there are, <laughs> there are, there are toilets in bathrooms that like don't have stalls around them that are like just two toilets facing each other. Yeah. And I've shit there. No problem. Mm. When I you ever shat in a squat potty, squat potty, like a little kid toilet. Nowhere. It's just the hole in the ground. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Japan. Yeah. What's what's the, I think the venue in like Osaka or something. Yeah. That like the venue has um, the has the hole. 
Yeah, what's that? It's honestly it's very, the Palm Dudes it's, venue. It's very efficient. The whole. Yeah, because you're you're lined up right, like you're, right. That's the yeah. That's why people have the the squatty potty. The, right, right, the, right. That position for your body is just like you're like wow. Anatomically, they are, they yeah. are on something with this one. <laughs> <laughs> one time, convicted played a show in uh, somewhere in Iowa, and we were on our way back, and I I must have eaten something, whatever. I had to go, mm-hmm. so we pulled over, and I ran through like some some literal weeds. And I'm next to the, like, it's midnight, the stars are out, and the rage in Mississippi is next to me. No joke. Oh, it's, like, yeah. right there. And I'm letting loose, and I had to wipe with a convicted T-shirt. Oh, man. Pardon the only thing there. Foul. You're foul. It's the only thing. You what am I going to do? You didn't bring nothing? It, it, was, it was a one-off show. Oh. And I'm, I'm usually not I'm, not, I'm not an IBS guy or anything. Oh. I'm usually very, you know. Reliable. This reminds Dude, me of. <laughs> before, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but before it leaves mm. my mind, uh, there was a ruckus show in Riverside or something one time, and me and Taylor are stuck heading home in bumper, literal bumper to bumper traffic, and yeah. Taylor is dying, fighting for his life, holding it. <laughs> and I've heard him tell this story, so I don't think he'll mind. But eventually, okay. he gets to the point where he's like, "I, I, I got, I gotta go," and he puts the car in park. And he goes next to an 18-wheeler, and he talks to the guy. He's like, hey, I'm going to take a shit right here. And the guy's like, and, awesome. And he just took this mat, like a big old dumper <laughs> right right <laughs> on the side of like the 210 or something, wiped with a leaf, felt incredible. But I just loved him getting back to the car and telling me, like, yeah, I was talking to the guy in the 18-wheeler, and he like didn't mind, so... Dude, what a fucking champion. Yeah. Wow. That that is a Mr. Brother right there. Yeah. You know what I love on the quick segue from shit is when you're <laughs> when you're driving, you put on the you you start to pass the 18 wheeler. Uh-huh. You have your turn signal on to get in front of him. He gives you the flashers mm-hmm. and then you hit him with the thing, mm-hmm. the brake tap, and he hits you back. That's respect, guys. It is. I can't stand my, the thing I hate most about driving with a trailer is just is the feeling of pulling up to an 18 wheeler uh-huh. where I feel like the there's a, a wind vortex that is created <laughs> oh, when you drive up on them. And like just I'll be normal. Yeah. You know, I'll just be flowing, going yeah. 80, yeah. 85, get next to this truck. And I'm like, yeah. it's shaking left and right. I've got to get out of this vortex and get ahead of this guy. <laughs> so I'm I'm like an ADD van driver where i always need to be like i gotta get around this guy gotta get around this guy if if i have to if i have to change my speed for somebody i'm getting around them which probably not smart for a van trailer but i've saved lives doing that let me tell you what there was a deer (laughs) one time that god's hate was in peril and i was driving and if i had any if my reflexes weren't razor sharp there would be this would be a memorial episode for me. Oh God. And Nate and Leo. Oh dear. Every oh like it was I'm telling you, if you could picture this thing. Okay. It was like deer is here. Right here. Right? Yeah. Uh-huh. I have one second to swerve. It's like and the whole the trailer follows. Yeah. And I'm yeah, just sitting there like <sighs> and like Dude. it was three in the morning. So everybody woke up from that. And I think yep. only Leo was awake and saw it and was just sitting in the front seat like, 
That was fucking crazy. <laughs> Dude. Because we're a they, second from death. They say you're not even supposed to do that. You're supposed to hit them? They, you're supposed to accelerate because the odds are they're going to jump. So if you swerve too late, he may have jumped anyway. He was facing this way. Okay. And I swerved this way. I got you. So it was okay, like, well, that's good. he's not going to, he's not juking me. Jump, he's not going to jump back. No, yeah. he's not like, yeah. he's not trying to break the van's ankles. Look, luckily. Um, <laughs> but so it was, it was safe to do. And it was like, I, I mean, you, I didn't think it was just, I have to save them. I have to not kill this thing and myself by moving. So we were leaving um, again, Omaha. One time there was a crazy blizzard. James was driving. I got it. One time, maybe when James is on, we'll tell the whole story of this tour because it's crazy. But we're leaving, we're on our way home. And this was one of those times where we had all the gear in the back and a mattress on the ground of a uh, cargo right, van. Right, right, right. Same thing. But we're using like all the gear as like a, a headrest with pillows, right? Because we're all sleeping like with our feet going forward because there was only five of us. So sure. it was actually it's actually really comfy. James hit some black ice oh, dude. And, and started fishtailing. No trailer, mm. so that's better, yeah. but starts fishtailing. James, the fucking champion that he is, does it right and, like, turns no, into the swerve no and breaking, saves us. No brakes. Nope. Turn into the swerve. Yeah, yeah. Very gentle. Yeah. Very don't panic kind of a thing. But while that's happening, I'm feeling the cab shift, right? Oh. And I realize, like, yo, if we roll, I'm in a blender. Yeah, yeah. This is like... Do you remember the the rock polishing kits where it was just it would just tumble rocks? I can't. This may have been before your time. Can't say I do. I remember. Shit I remember ever, creepy crawlers. I remember creepy crawlers too. This is was that, after creepy crawlers. Is this like that? <laughs> <laughs> you you go through the oven and you're a worm suddenly. Yeah, all of a, yeah you're a glow in the dark spider. I remember that. Now, um, but I just remember feeling like, yeah, if we roll, I'm going to be like like literally pulverized. Yeah. So so good job, James, on that one. There was there was a, a ruckus tour one time, ruckus and creatures, on the West mm. Coast, where our singer Jacob, every day something terrible happened to him. Oh God! And like to this, I like it was so I felt so bad, but also it was like so funny every time. <laughs> like he got like a whole tooth punched out by the microphone by somebody trying to sing along, and then mm. like day two we were doing something similar to what you just described, where. The gear's inside, and he's sleeping next to it. Dude, yeah. base head to the face. Like, that could kill you. Yeah, and, it really could. And he had, like, double black eyes the whole time. Base head. It wasn't an SVT or anything like that, luckily. It was like a solid state, It was maybe? like a solid state or, like, an orange. But even so, that's... 10 pounds. 30 pounds. Yeah, yeah, even, at, yeah at least, yeah, at least yeah, 10, yeah. probably 30 to the face. Oh my God. He was not, he had a bad time that tour. <sighs> yeah. You know, we're at an All hour, right. we're at an hour already. Isn't that crazy? See what I'm saying? We, dude? we were like, this will probably be like 40 minutes or so. This one. It's just so you, you, you just think about stuff and you're reminded. Yeah. Um, let's just real quick before we sign off. Sure. Let's go. Let's revert back to the respect thing on tour. Sure, sure. Because I think it's important. If you're opening for a big tour, whatever, uh, even not a big tour, it doesn't matter. If you're if you're opening, if you're on this tour, if you're support, if you're the headliner, you need to be cool with fucking everyone. Mm -hmm. You need to respect everyone. 
If there's loaders for the venue, oh, thank them dude. a thousand times. They are the allies above all. Can you believe a loader? I cannot. I I I stand there and clap when there's a loader. Even if it's one guy. One guy it's just is like, like, oh my God, oh, thank you, you know. so much. And that's why when I see this is this is kind of a side note, but when I'll see somebody be like, I don't know, it goes viral all the time where people are like, no rock band works as hard as these pop stars who are like singing and dancing and stuff. And like, yeah, I get yeah. that I get that choreography is hard. But sure. like carry a bass cab. Load an eight by ten. And and fuck off. Oh. Carry a ba- load an eight by ten up a stair. Now here's the caveat. Hit me. I'm f- I'm formally declaring war on all sound men at any venue. All in house guys. All in house guys. What if they have an iPad? Unless I know you by name, dude. The iPad shit. Oh my god. You don't like the iPad guys? Well, yo, when a dude shows up with an iPad, I'm like, we're saved. But here's the thing, dude. We played a show in Memphis, Growlers, on the Cannibal Corpse Tour. Uh-huh. Power went out during our set. You know what happens with those iPod rigs? Oh, reset. They reset. Oh, no. Whole room is un-EQ'd. Nothing's mixed. So we're on a time schedule. We have to, we have to start playing. I look out, and that iPod is out in the crowd. Oh. So there's, there's a risk. Now, granted, power going out at a venue, pretty rare. Very rare. Very, if Cannibal Corpse Tour, like, you would never think it happened Lord. happened and that's why just like i guess that's just the first thing you do when you are making any kind of money is like well, well we're bringing a sound guy is that the first move yeah i guess that's the I, well first it's like move. merch guy and then i never got to the point where we could afford a sound guy so you know well if you, you know what, if, well, you ta- if you can't do teach you know yeah right so right. i'm teaching you get a fucking sound guy because you can't trust these bastards a really good move is to find out if anyone else on the tour already has a sound guy get in touch with that guy they will often just be like i'm already set up i'll do it for an extra 50 bucks a day fuck do they care if you can afford it it is so worth it you know what i love though is winning over the other band sound sound guy guy. yeah yeah when they're like you're like do you think you can do sound for us we'll pay you like 100 and they're like nah sorry guys and then day three they're like you know what (laughs) don't even pay you guys are pretty good yeah that's the best that's I, this has nothing to do with tour etiquette or anything, but this is that I I, got, I could do five episodes about the crazy like deathcore tour that we did. We only did one, but the oh, the I, best interaction with a like a guy in the crowd we ever had was what was the face? That was the night I fell asleep. Oh, that was you fucking scumbag! Fuck this show! It's canceled. Um, but also <laughs> before it's canceled. The best interaction I ever had with a guy on that tour was a guy coming to the merch table, arms crossed. He went, you guys were pretty good. And that was it. That was it? Didn't buy anything or anything. <laughs> and it was like, it was like I, I saw this man's whole life go by when he said that to me. I was like, he hated us, and then he liked us, then he hated us, and then he watched us. And we thought nice. we were pretty good. Pretty good. Most of the time, sold zero shirts. Yeah. Also, Bo completely. Yeah. Fucked, go ahead. Let this this will be the last story. We'll sign off with this. God, I, you, I deserve it. I deserve fucking it. Fucking asshole. To this day, man. 
Was that Veil of Maya? Was that the tour? Veil of Maya, Upon a Burning Body, and Volumes. Acacia Strain was the original headliner, but they flipped two vans in two days. Right. And had very scary. Had to drop it after one show. Um, Very, you know, I'm glad that they're all okay after that. Yeah. But man, that was like, like we almost turned around and went home and shut up. But so twitchy tongues were going to stay with me. I had an apartment in Hubble Park in Chicago. I invited them. I cleaned the apartment. I was ready. I was locked and loaded. And your apartment was like, it felt like it wasn't in the. It was far out. But fuck, dude. B F E. For any of my Chicago heads, we were at Pulaski and Armitage. It's out there. So we get to Chicago and we're like, all right, we're almost to Bose. And then an hour goes by and it's like, we've been driving since 11 PM and it's like 9 AM and we call Bo for how many missed calls did you have? Dude, I woke up to calls, text, voicemails, Instagram DMS, Twitter ads, Twitter, like any way you guys could try to contact me. You did thinking maybe he has the alerts on for this. And I was just, just, Sleeping away. You're just going la la la. Yeah. Sheep yeah. going by. You're having the most peaceful night of your life while we were outside suffering by I your have never, hand. I have never felt as bad as I did because it, it was, you know, five or six of you guys. Oh my god. And it I wasn't still get like, like we could have planned to stay at a hotel, but you were like, right. you were like, no, stay with me. Bo's got you. I didn't even live anywhere near the fucking venue. No, the venue was in Juliet, which is, which is how far from the city? 45 minutes. Yeah. Right. 45 minutes at fucking 9 PM Two. I felt like two hours from your, your apartment to Juliet. (sighs) Set an alarm, set an alarm kids. Don't be like me. Just don't, I mean, just don't ask your friends to stay with you. It's really, yeah. I mean, yeah, straight up. Unless you have a huge house or, or a studio that Taylor lets me sleep in every time I'm there. That is, that's a good setup. He's got there. He's got a setup. Um, all right, man. Do you have any, um, uh, here's one, uh, don't drink all the water. Be considerate. Sometimes there's only one case of water or put like, I mean, a lot of the time they don't follow the rider. We all know that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The guy yeah. at the venue, the, whoever the booker, they don't follow the rider a lot of the time, but if you're the headliner, they're more likely to follow, follow the rider. So just put a case of water for each band. Perfect. That's all it takes. That's it. If I'm playing your show and you're like, no, you, there's no bottles. You have to fill up a, a, a bottle at this canteen over here. Like get, fill up a Gatorade bottle. No, we have cups. I'm swinging at this point. <laughs> we played a fest in Belgium in 2019, and I have a photo of this. Remind me, they gave us water in dish soap containers. Oh man, emptied out like recycled. They were dish soap, so I'm like, uh, uh, I'm on, on stage. I'm swinging at this point. It's no Where good. I'm at, it's like you, you. I'm gonna take that as disrespect. <laughs> watch your mouth and help me with the sale. <laughs> watch your mouth and give me a. Arrowhead, you know, give me an Evian, yeah. give me something. I'll take yeah. whatever. I'll take it. I'll take a Dasani at, at that point. I'll take a Kirkland. I love a Kirkland. Oh, I'm, God. I'm kind of a water. Here's the thing. 
I if you I could do the Pepsi challenge with various with water, water with water taste. Really, I'm like a water super taster. I could do it with like Aquafina and Dasani because they're so distinct. Doc, Dasani but, is not water. Yeah, straight up, it's just yeah, it's, not the amount yeah. of processing it goes through. It it it's like it's like the Subway bread in the UK. It can't legally be considered water. <laughs> you. You walk into a Loves. Mm-hmm. They got every kind of water. Uh, we should have started with this. I know. What's uh, your go-to water? Um, so, Fiji, Evian, yep. and like I, I'm, I'm not opposed to an Arrowhead or like an Ozark or whatever the Poland Spring, because yep. that is actual spring water, mm-hmm. and I prefer the taste of actual spring water. And Evian and Fiji are both real spring water. Smart water, the pH stuff, it as everything, all that stuff is like heavily processed. I like I like the taste of smart water. I, I like smart water, but it's yeah. but it's not spring water. So like there's I was very there's stuff to find there. that out. Yeah. yeah, I found that out and I was bummed out about it. But Fiji is, I mean, it's kind of bougie. It's expensive, it you is. know, but it is the one. It's the best water. It's amazing. Ever since real world. Way that, back in the day, they that, had Fiji. And I remember being like, <laughs> "I heard of a, I heard about a Chromag show where they they specifically were like Chromags only drinks Fiji, and I thought that was pretty funny, <laughs> pretty badass." Yeah, I like <laughs> now I respect it. Maybe at the time I didn't, but uh, I I feel like we scratched the surface of, of a survival guide here. <laughs> we can have part two. Bring a gun is, I guess, yes, <laughs> the, yes, real, yes, the real the real survival yeah. guide method. Basically, just. It, you got to live every day of tour as though like you're going to get robbed and the TM is going to be pissed. Yeah. So be on time, be polite, do your shit, say thank you and just move yeah. on. The world, and, and the, the world that we live in now sees your van and goes, there's good shit in there. Money. I'm getting it. I'm getting money from whatever is in there. Yeah. So live like that there. And, and back to what I just said, like, Having a good reputation as a band is huge. Yeah. That's how you meet people. That's how you kind of get accepted onto tours. Like we've never had a problem with anyone. We've never had a beef. We've never had an issue. Never had an end of a fight. Nothing. Mm. We're fucking Boy Scouts compared to a lot of bands. Yeah. You know? I mean, I we are too for the most part. There's definitely, yeah. I think there's some people who think that like we're dicks or something just because we don't like hang out a lot. We We keep to ourselves. Yep, same. Um, and, I, and I can see how that would be a thing. We almost got banned from all Live Nation shows, which was interesting. That happens. Because I threw a water bottle at a security guard. <sighs> two, I mean, two water bottles. But he shouldn't have been doing what he was doing. Is he roughhousing somebody? Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, fuck you. I'll, fuck you. And it's just a water bottle. You're going to kick me off every venue in yeah. America? <laughs> Come on. All right. Astros. That's uh, I guess that's it for today, huh? Yeah, I, I think so. You got anything else? I'm sure it'll come to me the second we stop. So I guess we'll do part two of this eventually. I think I think we could do further up, further. Yeah, we could do part twos, part three. I mean, I shared my ancient shirt folding technique. What else could you want? What else could you ask from me right now? Sorry, my voice is fucked up. Also, I was recording some stuff. So maybe you'll hear it. Maybe you'll hear it. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> All right. All right, guys. Thank you all so much, and we will see you next week. Peace.